We've already been through your gauntlet. We've already been through your labyrinth, Satan, David Bowie, with your crystal ball, your counterfeit morning star, false pale light of the stars that fell from heaven, your warlock. Lord Jesus, thank you for exposing all the lies and mysteries of Babylon, unraveled through all the bowels of the earth and through all the hearts of the nations and through all the souls of the stars. Your universe is true. It's just you need to cast the universe that's fallen, fallen angel, out of your entire body to be filled with the fountain of crystal living waters of the Lamb. That's actually the forgiveness of sin, is getting the world out of your spirit, heart, and mind. If you study the Bible in the glory cloud, you'll see the Apostle Paul mentions three things only when he's talking to Christians. The spirit, the heart, and the mind. And he repeatedly hits the heart, he repeatedly hits the mind, and he repeatedly hits the spirit. But he treats them as three different things. The spirit is the holy place. The heart is the inner court. And the mind is the outer court. Most Christians today in 2018 are outer court mind led. But only the holy place Christians inherit the kingdom. Daniel chapter 7, it is written. Which means we need to develop our spirit and crucify our carnal mind. Because our minds are what lead us astray with false prophetics. Satan is a magician. Janes and Jambres is the white and black magic of the tree of knowledge of flesh, of good and evil. He can use starlight to do every single sign and wonder, and the Bible even says that God gave the breath of life to the beast, so that a carnal Christian can perform miracles, signs, and wonders, and speak in tongues. <laughs> I mean, this scripture from Revelation, we posted all day long on Twitter and on Facebook, so you can come out of the matrix, come out of hell, and come into heaven, enter Zion, 100%, and leave no part of you in hell, no part of you in Babylon, no part of you in the curse, totally raised from the dead while in the body. Amen? Philippians 2.11. Should we read it? I love my watermelon Bible. You guys know why they put these in there? It's a straw, so you're not religious. Remind you to have a drink so you read it in the glory so it doesn't be a dead letter killing you. Amen. If you're not in the glory cloud and you're reading the scripture, it's going to kill you because it'll put the law on you because it's an external word. But when you're in the spirit and when you're in the grace of the Lord Jesus and the glory, this thing just jumps off the pages and it's fresh bread every day. Fresh bread. I've been eating Revelation every day for a long time. Went through Revelation 11 through 22 for lunch. And let me tell you, I get retarded high reading Revelation. As a former crackhead and meth head and severe drug addict, LSD acid head, let me tell you, two hours in the book of Revelation, what I do is I listen to it in the amplified audio that we have for free download and our RLM group on Facebook and I read it on my cell phone while I'm at the gym on the treadmill for like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours and I'll walk like three to five miles with the Father in the coolness of the day 
and I'll be there. And I, if I don't hold on to something, I will fall off the treadmill. Every single day I've been doing this for months because I get so freaking high reading the Bible, listening to the Bible, and I do it purposely in public. I could do it in my house. I could do it in private, but I like to shine in public around all these meatheads and all these, you know, this meat shop and everyone's chasing tail, the dragon's tail, and they're all naked without glory. And I love clothing them with glory because the human condition is a serpent and it's so disgusting to me the way human beings act that it's the right thing to do to clothe them with your overflow of your cup in public, in public places. My cup overflows publicly. You've prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup overflows in the presence of snakes, whitewashed tombs, open graves, because that's all a human being is apart from Jesus Christ. And if you don't think so, you're totally deceived. There's nothing good about a human being. Every human being is a snake. That's the ability of the flesh, the serpent nature. And that's what being naked in the garden or locked in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is. That's the curse, being naked. Now it's time to be clothed with glory, clothed inwardly by the Spirit of grace, and clothed externally by the Spirit of grace, also known as putting on the full armor of God. Amen? Penny? Amen. Oh. Ha 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 ha. Jesus. Well, just read Philippians in your own time. I don't have time for this right now. Uh, I speed read the Bible. I know a lot of people got it memorized chapter and verse. Not me. I got it made flesh and is drunk. It's a wine cellar. It's a treasure house. And I'm not even speaking down on people that memorize chapter and verse. It's just, honestly, not profitable. It's not profitable. It doesn't benefit you. What benefits your actual divine life, the Zoe life of God, the, the heavenly life on earth, is having all those words written on your heart that's like mixed wine. Your heart is blood, right? Okay? And you got the blood of Jesus, you got the wine, you got the flesh of Jesus, you got the word, and you put it all in your heart, and his wine and his word becomes one with your heart, and it goes through your blood system, and the word is made flesh. You want to live a lifestyle of rapture? Fill your whole heart with the flesh and blood, the bread and wine of Jesus Christ every day. It's the funnest thing. It's the table of the Lord. When you are banging heroin and smoking crack and smoking weed and snorting coke and going to the bars and being an alcoholic and a drunken debauchery-filled sinner, you drink religiously from the table of demons. You are religious about your addictions to darkness. Now, yeah, be religious about your addictions to light. It's called the table of the Lord. There is a table of the Lord presented before every single person in the world today. Very few choose to eat and drink it. They want to analyze it. Let's see. Let's see what kind of bread the Melchizedek's given us today. Oh, it's got a little yeast in it. It's got a nice little sesame crust. Oh, we're going to break the contact, uh, contents and it's warm and steamy. Little doughy. You know, we want to analyze it, intellectualize it, and really demonize it and reason it away so that we don't eat it and actually change our hearts. 
That's the human condition. Every day. It's like most people will just analyze the wine and bread instead of feast on the wine and bread. Do you know that's what the older prodigal son of Luke 15 was doing? The father had a feast inside his house, but the son never went into feast once, so he never knew the nature of the father's goodness. He never knew the glory. He never entered the cloud. He never ascended in the cloud. He never knew the wine and bread. He never met Melchizedek. He's out there slaving for God the Father, doing the works of the New Testament like Todd White. But just didn't know the glory, didn't know the Father, and he's an outer court Christian, works, 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 slavery, 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 clueless, totally clueless. And it's like you come to the end of yourself when you're slaving for years and years and years, and hopefully sooner than later, because it's like these people are just killing themselves and killing everyone that they're talking to. It's not Christianity. Christianity is inside the feast. <laughs> Christianity is not the works. Luke 15 was a direct rebuke of charismatic works, pharisaical works. Has the knowledge and appearance of good? Oh, faith without works is dead. Yeah, wait till you feast and let the Father do the works inside the kingdom. It's called the glory doing the work. Let the angels do some work. If you're still the worker, you're outside the city gates and you're still a magician of white magic. You're a Janes and Jambra. You're a serpent minister. You're cult and you're not kingdom. It's true. It is 100% factual. And I tell you the truth. Some of these older prodigals are coming to the end of themselves. And they don't believe there's a feast of the Father for them. They will stand there in front of the Father, froth at the mouth, spit, murder, serpent, death, anger, frustration. I have done everything for you, Father, my entire life. And this son of yours got to go in your house for free? The older prodigal Sin syndrome of the religious prodigal is what's wrong with all humanity. It's not a minor problem. It's the only problem. And you come to an end of yourself that you are not a good person by what you do or by what you think or by anything of your human serpent nature and you realize I have to go in there and eat my father's substance to be transformed inwardly because I'm a freaking reptile. I'm a freaking reptile. And people want to be good by what they do, and it's the most self-righteous thing in the world. And that's not an exaggeration. That is 100% accurate of the human condition for all religious Christians in the world. You are only good when you're clothed in the Spirit of grace. He's your goodness. Even when your nakedness is clothed and you finally have the grave clothes off of religion and you finally have the white garments of grace on your body and you're wrapped in the glory cloud and you're one with the Father, one with the Son, and one with the Holy Spirit in blazing love like a fountain of the blood of the Lamb in Shekinah glory, blazing with love through your heart and blazing with love through your mind and you're glorified at the right hand of God and you've awakened to the salvation of Jesus Christ in reality, then you can begin helping others come out of the curse. And everyone tries to help each other along the way, and it's like, woo! Will someone please raise the standard of Jesus Christ on the throne? 
the Father was saying, for, saying to me today when I was reading Revelation, it's time for you to sit on your throne before God. <laughs> Don't you know God has a throne for you? It's true. There's thrones around the Father's throne, it says in Scripture. You know, He's giving you His Spirit without measure. you got to understand, people have received grace to be enthroned around the Father's throne. It's the same gift for you today. <laughs> it's in the Bible so you can have it in reality in your life, not so you can study it religiously and just you know, deify the 24 elders, they're men like us. They're men like us! In fact, most of you will do greater works than the 24 elders because he saved the best wine for last. You're going to show off the new covenant more than the 24 elders did. More than Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of fame faith did. Many of you will be greater than the apostle Paul. Oh, he's all, but I have an idol of Paul in my mind. He's so great. He's so good. Peter, Paul, and James. Listen, every generation since Jesus Christ has passed on the baton to the next generation, doing greater works. We're a kingdom company. They're rooting for you to do greater works. All the wisdom that's down here came through these men and the hopes that you would build upon the solid rock, and add to the works of the Holy Spirit called the Acts of the Holy Spirit, the book of Acts. And all of your names can be written in that book of Acts, the Acts of being used by the Spirit of Jesus. And He wants to use you. Religion does not allow you to be used because you are still in control of that body. And it's, an, it's a head thing, and that's why He died at the place of the skull. So you could be crucified in your mind with Christ and filled and controlled by the Spirit of the Father, by the Spirit of the Son, by the Holy Spirit of God, three in one. And that you would be a ball of energy so bright, like Acts chapter 9, that you can encounter Pharisees like Saul of Tarsus, knock them off their high horse of pride, and fill them with the Holy Spirit and fire. Maybe not even with the laying on of hands just with the audible word. Because you walk in so much glory, you can baptize cities in the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus Christ baptized the upper room, 120, that remnant of the holy place. And laughing tongues of fire descended through all of their hearts and minds, and they were filled with the promised Holy Spirit. And they were drunk. They were drunk, you guys. <laughs> they had to explain that they were not drunk on alcohol. It's only nine in the morning. This is the Holy Spirit, the new wine. It's births our old wineskins. We're not religious fanatics anymore. We're not following the law of Moses. We're not Moses fanatics. We don't follow Gamaliel anymore. We don't go to temple. Now we're the temple. Now we go from city to city and cause earthquakes. We go from city to city and there's so much glory coming out of our glory cloud that there is nothing they could do to stop them from sacrificing whole bull offerings to Paul and Barnabas. Paul they called Hermes, Barnabas they called Zeus, the book of Acts says. Right? <laughs> the gods have come down in the likeness of men, Scripture says. The glory cloud will get so strong for you, people won't know what to do with you. They'll just enjoy you. And that's the way God wants it. That's called true Christian ministry. 
And you're giving Him the most glory because you're no longer naked in the garden. Religion keeps you naked. Older prodigal son syndrome is naked ministry. If you're not clothing people in the glory inwardly and outwardly, you're not doing anything. You're killing people with religion. You're a whitewashed tomb, an open grave, and a son and daughter of hell to this moment. And so we, what do we do? We repent. We were, repent of being serpent ministers, religious ministry that doesn't clothe people in glory, that doesn't cause people to go from glory to glory, and we begin serving them drinks because we're in the new covenant called Melchizedek, Jesus Christ, with the bread and the wine. And is the bread and the wine going to get you high and drunk? On earth as it is in heaven, high and drunk. Satan has never created anything. He only counterfeits. The reason why alcohol exists is because there was glory and intoxication on love in the third heaven before the fallen angels fell. The reason why there's ecstasy, heroin, crack cocaine, and all the drug epidemic, marijuana, you know, licking poisonous frogs, and all the things people do to get high down here, even the sexual morality for the false pleasures of intimacy and the fake love and all of the imitations of the divine, it's all a satanic counterfeit of darkness. So that you are in darkness, but when the light comes, all the darkness and the counterfeit and all the lies of Satan are exposed and the light shines through your hearts and now you get the real deal without types and without shadows. Now you get the divine wine of Melchizedek. Now you get the divine bread of Melchizedek. And as you eat the bread and drink the wine, you're transformed from your serpent human nature into the divine race of priests and kings. He's the firstborn of many. The word kingdom in Greek means royal race. Are you born of the word of God? Are you born of the word of a human being? Be born again. Born of the spirit. Born of God. Nicodemus, you must be born again. Don't enter your mother's womb a second time. Be born in Zion. Be born in heaven. Born from above. Born of the Holy Spirit. Born of the water. Born of the fountain of Jesus Christ's life springing up in you. I have given you the Holy Spirit without measure so that you can teach others to be a fountain of life, to learn how to love others unconditionally, they're going to manifest like crazy because you're removing everything that they, in their deceiving bewitchment, think is good. The reason why they manifest froth at the mouth, foam at the mouth, scream at you, murder you, go crazy in hysterical fits all the time, it's because you're removing what they think is good. You're removing their God, the false Jesus of the air. Religious people serve Satan in ignorance. Almost all Christians serve the devil in ignorance in 2018. Otherwise, you would recognize Christ in you, and you would be a fountain of the best wine. You'd be a fountain of holy intoxication, a fountain of bread and wine. All of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ is available to blaze through your spirit and through your heart and through your mind into everyone around you to turn the earth back into paradise. He's given you everything He is. And He's the high priest so He can train you in His high priest of glory cloud ways. So you're not snakes in the dirt trying to fix everyone with religion because it just makes things worse. When you convert someone by your serpent ministry, they become twice as wicked as you. 
and the fanaticism of your religious demon. It's like maggots in the brain and they become religious fanatics and it just perpetuates murder, condemnation, and the accuser of the brethren in every direction. And that's what almost all Christianity in the world is. Tribalistic. Faction leaders. There's no love and there's only love for those that are in our own little clique. But if you're outside the four walls of our little faction and prison camp and dungeon of our doctrine, we're going to condemn you as the devil because our faction leader is better than your faction leader. How about we have Father God, the bright cloud, just deal with this situation of orphan? Amen. <laughs> and that's what he's going to do. Father God is going to thunder through all your false father coverings. And he's going to rip the roofs off your houses, off your churches, off your cities, off your nations with the spirit of Elijah from above and the spirit of Moses from below. And the apostolic and the prophetic will open up the firmament and open up the heavens, and there will be blazing glory of the blood of the Lamb and the fountain of eternal life from below, through everyone's spirit life from below, and through everyone's mind from above. And there's no escape from the wrath of the Lamb, because the wrath of the Lamb is the best wine saved for this generation. It is. And as our brothers and sisters are messaging me, they're smoking the wrath of the Lamb. They can hardly walk. They're falling over. All the Lamb is is love. As it's written, God is love. The Son of God, the Lamb of God is love. So what's the intensity and the fury of the wrath of His indignation? It's only towards the counterfeits of darkness, the drugs, the alcohol, the religion, the fornication, the sorcery, the lies of Satan, and all the darkness that deceives the world so that they're still bewitched under Satan's magic spell. That's what the wrath of the Lamb is focused towards, so you could enter heaven by the force of His love that drives out fears from your hearts and minds. So you can come into agreement with your Savior, and He saves you to the uttermost, and He's far superior than you could ever think, imagine, or hope for. He's going to get you so high, so drunk, you're going to laugh the rest of your lives that you've wasted so much money on drugs and alcohol and even religious church. He's taken over cities and nations with the wrath of the Lamb, the best wine for last. It's a fountain of the best wine coming out of the sons of God's bellies, the twelve stars of the Bride of Christ. These are those who have learned to love perfectly through all op opposition of the serpent naked nature in the garden. And nevertheless, despite being continuously abused, neglected, and mistreated, and lied about all over the place, they will still clothe you with the perfect love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, inwardly and outwardly, and they'll glorify the nations. And that's why they're worthy to be the rulers and the kings over the earth. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.